cliffcentral.com. Good afternoon to everybody. This is the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. My name is Sibonelo Kuzwayo, well known as X Sport Kuzi. Actually, I'm just mentioning my my um, my 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 social media handles. But yeah, um, I'm known as Sport Kuzi, DJ Sport Kuzi, as the ones that know me. But yeah, welcome to another edition of the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. We are very thrilled to be with you again. I hope everybody's good and they've had a very good week so far. Um, our show always plays towards the end of the week, and again, we just admit. Um, I like to say maybe um, come in um, um, closer to the middle of the week, but yeah, we we also just here to to give you some motivation. Um, you know, we come uh, we're trying to make sure that we give you the best content um, for the show on on the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. And today again, I've got a very um, interesting guest guest. If you're going to be doing something, it's in the afternoon. If you're going to be doing something, don't move. Um, if you tuned in, um, I welcome everybody that's tuned in via the app, the Cliff Central app. Thank you so much for going to your app store and downloading the Cliff Central app um, onto your phone and tuning in to the show. And shout out to everybody that's in the office that's uh, tuning in um, via their computers, their laptops. Shout out to everybody at home. Shout out to everybody at university, at school, at reses. Uh, you are welcome on the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. We do recognize you and we recognize everybody else in different kind of platforms or ways that they've tuned in and live streaming um, to the international in Africa, abroad in Europe, wherever you are. You're welcome into the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Uh, you can hashtag us on social media. It is um, hashtag Unplugged Radio Show. It's hashtag Unplugged Radio Show. And again, we also, all the time, we try to um, have some space to interact with you guys. You can actually get in touch with me on WhatsApp. Uh, it's 079-748-2090. It's 079-748-2090. That's how you can actually interact with us on the show. If there's anything that you want to ask, uh, you want to participate, you want to say something, just send those WhatsApp texts. You can send uh, WhatsApp voice notes. We welcome them uh, just to give you an option to be able to be interactive with you at home. And yeah, as I said, you can also um, hashtag me or tag me on social media. It's at Smokuzi. I'm going to be also on live stream on the Instagram live video. You can also check out the uh, Cliff Central um, social media platform, uh, which is going to also be showing you some interesting things um, on the show. But yeah, on 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 Instagram it's at Smokuzi, on Twitter it's at Smokuzi, and yeah, we're gonna be with you until four o'clock. I'm so amped up. I'm actually feeling great, even though I actually have the flu. And you know, it's that time of the of the year where you know you you we all getting sick, and you begin to see adverts of. Um, Flu medicines and remedies on, 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 on radio. I mean, on TV. So yeah, it's that time. But hey, I'm not going to let the flu get, um, um, dr- uh, drag me down. I'm going to be here to give the best that I have of myself. Cause yeah, I'm very excited. I'm passionate about radio and I'm really glad and blessed to be with you again today. But yeah, man, it's been an interesting one. Uh, we're looking forward to be actually seeing the, the starting of the World Cup. And I know all the soccer fans are really anticipating a really brilliant, um, soccer World Cup. That's going to be happening in Russia We had our own version in 2010 in South Africa And again, I think everybody's getting into that spirit of football You know, you're going to see people wearing different t-shirts um, People wearing different um, countries Whether they support them I mean, there's people that are really passionate about football The others support some 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 countries from abroad Some of them are going to be rooting for some of our own African countries Which I think it's going to be making sense For myself, actually, I do have a lot of love and passion For some of the other teams that are from other Euro 
Europe or, or South America, whatever the case is. But I also have this thing where I'm saying to myself, hmm, let me actually support um, an African team. You know, because again, we know when, I mean, I think there was a, a point in time, I can't remember which year it was. I think Senegal was doing very well in Ghana. They went into the quarterfinals and, you know, they rooted the, the African uh, flag very high. And it shows the standard at which African actually competes with the rest of the, the world. But yeah, I thought I should share that. I'm very excited for the World Cup. It's uh, We're going to the weekend. And there's going to be very exciting things that are going to be happening. But yeah, um, this is the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. I'm going to introduce my guest onto the show right now. Uh, he is with me in studio. You can just come closer to the mic, sir. Hey, good afternoon, um, Cliff Central listeners. Uh, my name is Levoy Slava. And I'm a property investor. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a coach. And I'm also a speaker for, for Rich Dad Education. Okay, cool. So now, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start off just to break the ice. Okay. <clears throat> before we get into the serious stuff. <laughs> um, so basically, in terms of your, 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 um, your view in terms of the World Cup that's coming up, what's, yeah. what's, what's your take? Look, normally, um, if Bafana Bafana's not there, which they haven't been there for quite a while. Um, I'm normally a Brazil supporter. Mm-hmm. Brazil supporter. Um, but I think for this World Cup, I'm going for, I'm going for Argentina. Yeah. Reason being is Messi, man. He's just too great not to win a World Cup. Yeah. So I want him to get a World Cup, and I'm also I'll also be supporting the African nations, um, Nigeria. Yeah. I think I'm going for Nigeria. Okay. Why Nigeria? Um, you know, I I think I have more love for 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 Nigeria than for the the, the Egypt and for the Morocco's up there. So mm-hmm. it feels it feels closer to home. Yeah, <laughs> but I think the, the Nigerian national team has actually done very well for themselves, where they've actually redeemed their their national um, integrity in terms of football. Yeah, because there was a point that I think they were going through a lot of problems. Um, you know, it was affecting in terms of the coaching. Yes, yes, a, yes. You know, at some point the coach actually just um, quit, and Nigeria's always been that country that you know when when it comes to such world platforms, yeah. they represent Africa very well, and I think I'm very proud of them. And the funny thing is that again, we're living in a country where there's a lot of um, African people. Exactly uh, from uh, the Ghana, from Nigeria. So I think the Africa, um, the the World Cup is going to bring quite a, a, yeah. a bit of excitement into the country. And again, I've also got some Nigerian friends who you know they're very passionate about mm. football and everything. But yeah, but yeah, I think all the all the the African countries are looking strong as well. Okay, nowadays you don't get any. There's not any weak mm-hmm. countries anymore. So I believe that hopefully we can get one or two in the quarterfinals, getting to the semis. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. Alright, cool. That's enough about football. But yeah, man, um, we're all about inspiration. We're all about bringing people some, um, interesting content. Uh, the type of guests that we bring onto the show are people that we recognize as, you know, they are movers and shakers. They are people that are always on the grind. They are people that are always inspired. Cause again, it's all about, it's not only about making money. It's about reaching back yeah. and pulling some other people with you mm. in whatever form it is, whether it's Definitely. a form of sharing Definitely. your experience or, or just, you know, uh, talking about yourself. I mean, sharing, um, the hardship that you've gone through. Cause I mean, we're living in a time where there's uh, so much challenge in terms of, um, achieving things. I mean, we, we're living in, the, in a very competitive world. Yeah. And I think the Unplugged and In Charge radio show brings people that are always going to remind you that, yo, you have what it takes. To achieve your goals mm-hmm. But yeah Just share us a little bit Who, who Where are you from uh, Where did you grow up Just tell us a bit of um, Your background uh, as, as you grew up um, In terms of Your 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 city of birth Okay So I'm from I was born in Reicher Park It's in Boxburg 
So I was born in Avaikha Park um, And we moved out of Avaikha Park I think I was one or two So I can't really remember that Moved out, we moved to Khaliksdal In Brackpan And then we moved to Khaliksdal in Brackpan And I stayed there up until about 11, 12 And my mother, my parents got divorced So then we moved back to, to Boxburg again So I went to, to Khudua Primary School And I went to Boxburg High School Yeah My high school and and for yeah for most of my life I stayed in I stayed in the Boxburg area, and and yeah that's so that's basically where I'm from. Okay, from the East Rand. East Rand. Hey, all right, cool. So you were born in East Rand. Born um, in East Rand. Born and bred and everything. Yeah, your life is in the East Rand. Are you still living in? The I'm East still living in the East Rand. Oh, is it? Yeah. So you've never been passionate to maybe explore other areas and places uh, that you could possibly live. I, I, I have, you know, I, I, I'm one of my, one of my one of my my my, my goals is to one day is just to move. To move oh, But for now I'm You know it's close to family Sure If you're close to your family It's always It's difficult Especially if you, you're used to your mother's Your mother's not far If cousins are not far So mm-hmm. So So that's why I, I enjoy Boxburg actually Because it's central Yeah It's close to the airport Yeah um, You can get on to the N17 And you In this side The M2 is right there Sure and we don't have the traffic that you guys have in Livonia and, and, and Joburg, so 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 so. No, I enjoy it. All right. So would I would I be correct if I said uh, you're a type of man that likes his uh, comfort zone? Yeah, in certain things, in certain certain areas, I would say I would say that's definitely with the way I'm staying now. That's definitely my comfort zone. But okay. one day, I just told my wife, I said, "Listen, we have to move somewhere where we don't know anyone, mm-hmm. and just and just just see how it is to start." Yeah, a new life somewhere for. So, so, so in terms of um, you know, uh, you've always been in the East Rand. Was there any point in time in your life where maybe you moved, um, maybe to I don't know Cape Town, Eastern Cape, or moved to um, Bumalanga? You've always been in East Rand. I've I've always look. I travel quite a lot. So I go to Cape Town once once a month, almost close to once every second month. Yeah. So so also in 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 South Africa, I've traveled quite a lot and. Ah, yeah, man. It's just that, it's just that I think my sister moved to Namibia now. Yeah. And my mom is moving back home to the homelands in KZN. So which means basically I'm going to be alone in Boxburg. So there's my, then's going to be my chance to say, listen. Yeah. Let's, All let's, right. but with the kind of work that I do with the property and the investments that I do, it's, I mostly do it on the East Rand. But sure. But after a while, it doesn't matter where you are anymore. You just, once it's set up, it's set up. You can manage it from anywhere. All right, cool. In the world. Now, in terms of you growing up, I um, mean, going to school at primary school. I mean, what type of kid were you? A kid that's always, you know, listening to the teacher, you know, instructions. You know, you are the one that always came to school with polished shoes, and you made sure that you looked neat until you go home to school. Or you were that kid that you know you were always being in trouble, and you know you went to detention. I mean, what what kind of a what kind of a um, background did you grow up in? I would say I was actually. I was, I was, I was, I was one of the naughty kids. Let me say that. I was, I was good at sport. Always made the provincial teams. And, but I was naughty. So, so I was, I was never the one. The, 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 the nice part about the school was I, I, I never used to study hard, but I always got decent marks, decent marks, which was quite weird. So, but, but I wasn't, I wasn't one of the, one of the good kids at school. And that, and I think I think the reason for that is is because I always wanted to be part of the cool kids. I don't know if you, eh? You always want to be part of the cool cool kids. Yeah. And and the cool kids. This was now going from primary school into high school. The cool kids are always the ones that are 
naughty, the ones with girls, the ones in high school was the ones that are drinking, the ones going to parties. Sure. And, 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 and that looks, that looks so cool to me. And I always wanted to be part of that. And it got me into a lot of trouble. What kind of trouble? Lot of trouble, my man. A lot of trouble. Um, <laughs> tell us. Started, started drinking from about standard six. I don't know what it is now. Grade eight. When I was there, it was still standards. Um, grade eight. Then started smoking in grade nine. Started with ecstasy in, in grade 10. Sure. Moved on to acid mm-hmm. and then coke and then cat. And then, yeah, and then I came to, after school, I came to Vitz, did marketing and business management. All right. Can I just pause you right there? Because <laughs> I want to concentrate on an issue that you just actually mentioned, yeah. drugs. Yes, sir. And it's something that, again, it's one of the problems that we face in the country. And actually, not only in the country, but I mean, in, in other countries as well. Yeah. But mainly amongst young people. Yeah. And I want you to expand a little bit in terms of you going into the drug Space mm. and obviously, I think it's something that was um, inspired by um, peer pressure. Yeah, again, definitely. you say to you say that you wanted to be part of the the cool kids. Yeah, and you wanted to be cool, and you there was an element of you that um, was saying to you, "Look, I, I feel left out. There's something that I want to experience, and I want to be part of a a group so that I may be defined according to that. Yeah, and 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 your identity, you saw it, your identity being defined by a group and yes. doing what they they wanted you to do, yeah. but not what you wanted to do. So I want to I want you to share. How did you go into drugs? What is it that made you decide to say, "Hey, I'm doing this thing"? Look, I think it's a, it could be it could be um, a few things. Someone asked me the other day. Say what they asked me. What was it? And I was thinking about it, and I said, "Listen, you know what? I can't put my finger exactly on what the one reason is I got into that. It could be." Look, I had a, I think it was a low self-esteem, but insecure, um, at the time. And obviously as a kid, a lot of things happened. Parents got divorced. So it's a, I think it's a few things. I can't blame that, but I was always, I was always unsure of myself. Not sure, not sure where to, where I fit in. Who, who am I? I wasn't, I wasn't exactly sure who I was. And I, I always wanted to be with the, and I think that's what led me to, 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 to get to the guys that are, that are a bit more confident, a bit more out there, a bit more wild. And, and it, it just looked like they, they're having so much fun. And now in terms of at home, because I know that when people go into drugs, drugs, there's a certain element where they actually get their families very worried. Yeah. At home, when, 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 at that phase of your life, what was your, your parents' response? And, and what is it that the family began to do? Because some people get to a level whereby they get disowned. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, they, that's where you find people running into the streets. They become street kids and then they end up smoking glue and all of that. Yeah. yeah. In terms of your family, was there any attempt for them to actually try and get you out? There was. Look, as I said, I started in, I started in, in grade eight and obviously that time they didn't find out. So it, it starts off every once a month, once every two months. And then as time goes on, it starts getting right. Uh, it starts getting more frequent and then. And then I think I think it was my father passed away. Look, they started noticing that something is up because you can't leave on Friday and come back Sunday every week <laughs> without them noticing something's up. And anyway, I went through was a problem child, but they never knew I was on drugs until I, until I was about twenty twenty one. People start talking. People start talking, and they find out. Okay. And then my father passed away at twenty one. 
And then when he passed away, that's when uh, I took it to a whole new level. What did he do? Um, obviously, a policy paid out, and and you know what money does? Money just it makes you go crazy. It just makes you go crazy if you if you it just amplifies what you're already mm-hmm. busy with. And then and then I went crazy, and then I went to rehab. So I was in rehab. I think that this was now about twenty two ish, twenty three ish. I went to rehab for about thirty days. Yeah. And yeah, rehab was sad. Rehab was sad. You see things that that. that there's a there's a there's a whole other world out there, yeah, my man. Yeah, there there's a whole other world. People that they people get pushed in in wheelchairs. People that try to commit suicide. And I, I I was in there and I thought to myself, well, I'm not as bad as these guys. Yeah. And when I came out of rehab, I was I was actually worse than what I went in. And and anyway, I pushed it for another two years. And I think the change came into my life when I was I think I was 25. And I thought to myself, I said, listen, you're 25 now, right? I dropped out of two universities. Yeah. I went to, first I went to Damlin. I didn't make it past the first six months. And, and I thought to myself, This wow. was just after you finished high school. No, this was now, I'm pushing it now to, this was now 24. So from high school, I, I went to Wits mm-hmm. and I was, I was all around Wits except in the university. I was, yeah. And what did you go study? Uh, marketing and business management. Okay. Right. So I dropped out of Fitz. Yeah. And then, and then the next year I went to Damlin and I studied marketing and business management again. And I, I didn't make it past that year either. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how my parents were back then, eh? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's when, and then I started getting little jobs at banks, admin jobs and, 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 but in between there, I was still busy and, and, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And then I went to rehab. As I said, I went to rehab, came out of rehab and it went on for a year or two. And then finally I got to a point where, you know, when you get to a point when you say, yes, oh man, where, where, where you have to make a decision. Sure. Now it's, it's life or death. Mm-hmm. When you get to that, you get to that point in your life where it's, if I continue doing what I'm doing now, I could see it. I saw there's, there's, there's three options here now. One is jail. Two is a hobo. And three was death. Yeah. And, and I was, and, and I was, are... and I was close to all three. And those were my options at the time. And I was looking at, and I was, and I was in a, in a drug house. I was lying in a single bed. And I think to myself, is this my life? And right, uh, I, I don't know what happened. God was God. Cause, cause in, during that whole time, my, my family started going to church. So they started praying for me and, and started. So I think it was that. And in that moment, I said, no, guys, I don't want to do this anymore. And now at that time, cause I mean, the funny thing is that you got into this thing because of a group. Yeah. And now when you, when your life goes down, the group, certain members of the group in inverted commas, they start shifting away. Now, when you're in that stage, you're telling me that you found yourself in the rehab and you were alone in a single bed. No, this and was not in the rehab. This was in a drug house. In the dry, in the drug house. Yeah. My bad. So now, at that point, was there anyone that was trying to reach out to you to help you or everybody had abandoned you? Look, I think then the, the, the people that were really was my, my family. You know, it's, 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 if it wasn't for my mother mainly, I'd probably be dead right now. She kept on, you know, kept on pushing you. Where are you? Because I used to stay, I used to leave Thursday and come back Sunday. I used to stay awake 
sometimes from Wednesday to Wednesday. Yeah. And and she was the one that kept on pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and and praying and 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 and, and that's her and my sister and those were the people that really. That really, with friends in in that lifestyle, you don't really have a lot of friends. Each one of you just, you guys. Sometimes you guys that chill together, but you're just there for the benefits. I've got the car, you've got the money, we've got the things, connections, and so it's not yeah. really true friendship in that environment. I get so, you. I get that you. you're in there. Yeah. So now, in terms of, I mean, you've you. This is already at the age of 25. You had already had such a rough lifestyle. Yeah. And a rough upbringing, and experienced so many things that could have just. Um, demotivated you and stopped you from pushing and wanting to pursue whatever that you dreamt of. Yeah. Now, in the midst of that dungeon, I can call. I'm calling it a yeah, dungeon because hell. because <laughs> you. It, I mean, it's 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 a situation that nobody wants to find themselves mm. in, especially being a young person. Yes. Now, what is it that kept you wanting to dream and a tree achieve goals? What is it that you inside of you, in the midst of everything? That kept on pushing you You know In that I remember Now we used to sit in cars And do all these things Sometimes in front of the shops In Oiga Park and whatever And I remember I used to always just say, tell, tell these guys and I said Look, Listen guys I'm not going to do this forever And And they used to laugh at me And say listen And, and while we busy Just do sniffing lines And doing whatever it is And uh, I just used to say Listen I'm not going to do this forever and I think at that time I didn't know what I was going to do. I was so I didn't know what I was going to do. But the change came, as I said, my parents were praying, and then that day in that drug house, I made a decision. Because remember, I've tried everything now. I went to rehab. I've I've tried to stay at home. I've tried to do everything, and nothing has nothing worked. And that day I said, listen, I went home. Sunday came. I went to church. I thought this is my. This is, you know, people don't like going, you only go to church when something's really bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I went to church and I said, listen, I've tried everything else. Rehab didn't work. This didn't work. Let me, I might as well try this. Yeah. Pastor's preaching. He says, if you, yeah, if you want to change your life, if you want the peace of God, if you want to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, put up your hand. And I put up my hand that day. And they prayed for me. And that day, I made Jesus my Lord and Savior. And that day, things changed in my life. And from there, I started. There, I started dreaming. Before there, I was, I was, I was, I was. Oh, I can't even explain it, man. It's like when you talk about it, it's like you're talking about someone else. You know, when you talk, when you think back, yeah, because you you've made such a transformation, and it's been, it's been quite, yeah. it's been over eight years now, and and you talk back, it's like, it's like you're talking about someone else, like two Levois. Like yeah, that was Levo, and this Levo now was two different people. Mm-hmm. So. All right, cool. So now we're at that point where you're turning around your life, yeah, and you you see yourself stepping into another phase. Mm. You you're taking a new route, a new yeah. journey. Yes. Um. Now you're an entrepreneur, right? And how did you begin to 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 you know to start taking steps towards you putting together? What was your that first thing that you did? First that thing point? that I did. Um. I think what happened back then was that um, the first thing that started was um, my mother left work. Yeah. Right, and she said, "Listen, let's." She, she wants to put this cleaning company together. So we started with a with a small cleaning a, a, a small station in Dalmas where we had one cleaner in a station in Dalmas. 
And, and I used to be the one to drive to Delmas and, and make sure that the station, little station, smaller than this room. Okay. Was clean. Yeah. And then I started selling perfumes. I don't know if you know these generic perfumes. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, those little brown bottles. Yeah, I know them. You yeah. know them? Yeah. They, they smell like, they smell <laughs> like the originals, but they're not. Yeah. They, they last like for two hours or so. So, and that's how it started. And so I, are you trying to say that people get ripped off outside? No, look, they work. They say it's generic. It's generic. It smells like the original, but it's not. Sure. So you know that beforehand that All listen, right. this thing smells like, like <laughs> boss or whatever, you go boss, but it's not, it's, the generic Sure I get you And I used to sell those I used to buy them For 50 rand up for, No the 6 For 600 For 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 12 And I sold them For 100 rand So I bought 12 I sold them for I bought 12 For 600 rand I sold them for 100 rand And I made 1200 Which is a 100% profit on that True yeah And I took that 1-2 And I went and I bought 24 mm-hmm. And I bought 24 and I sold them And I took that And I bought more Yeah And I, and I didn't spend that money at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went and I bought more Yeah And then I found a place That sells original perfumes Sure So I took that money I went to original place And I bought I think I, that time was like 24, 30,000 rand worth of original perfumes And I went and I sold that And then I bought sunglasses like I, had a, I had a friend A pilot friend That, that went overseas And and used to come back, and I used to buy these Ray Bans for them from him, and I used to sell the perfumes and sell the Ray Bans, and that's how it started. That's how the business started, and then and then I bought I bought the first property, yeah, and then those perfumes weren't the, the, the profit on it wasn't that exciting anymore. Yeah, but but I mean that's that's quite an achievement. So you move from just selling perfumes and making a hundred percent profit, which is a, what is about one point two, and you managed to buy a property. After a while, yeah, it wasn't. There's a look. There's a there's a bit of time in between there. I'm summarizing. I'm summarizing. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm summarizing. So so a few things have happened in that time, and then I bought I bought and I, and I, and I always had this property thing. I always had a thing that people are making money from auctions. I don't know where it come from. I probably heard someone or read something, and and I always said we need to find this auction. We need to find this auction, and and then finally one day I, I went to it. Yeah, yeah. And I bought the first property And I used to buy these the, I bought the first one And I sold that first property I think about It took me about 8 to 10 months to sell that property And I made about I made I made I made about 80 grand on that thing Which Which is not that exciting now, now But back then it was like Whoa It was like It was like And then I went and I bought the second one And I bought the third one And I bought the fourth one And I bought And I just kept buying until until you then. are where you are today. Yeah, until then. Now, in terms of um, who who was it that um, you know inspired you? Because I mean, I'm sure with many people that are successful, we always say that um, you don't climb the ladder on your own. Mm, mm. And there's always those people that assist you along the road. Yes, yes, yes. You know that you turn to even when you fall. You're like, hey, dude, you know what? What do I do now? Because yeah. you've been in this path. You know, do you have some of the people that maybe you you managed to turn your head to for for advice and and inspiration, or people that you actually looked up to? Yeah, you know, and and within that business, and who who were those people? Look, then I what what I did was once I started with the uh, with uh, we st- I started going to seminars. You know, these free seminars with or free seminars, motivational seminars, and I started going to that, and and I think that's where my mindset started changing. Started started renewing my mind to say, listen, okay, wow, there's there's more out there. Guys are doing 
And 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 I think that's 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 when I and I went to seminars and I wherever there was a seminar available I was there, and I started. Then I went on the, the you know Robert Kiyosaki, the yes, rich dad education. Yep. My sister got an email. She said, "Listen, let's go to this seminar." We went to a seminar at Birchwood, Birchwood Motel, um, close to the airport. Sure. And they were they used to fly guys from the UK and they did these seminars. And anyway, I enrolled on the workshop. Went on a on a three day workshop back then, and I, on that workshop they, they 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 upsell you, so they sell you coaching and and I, and I got a coach that day. Yeah, and that guy's name was Andrew Walker, and we still friends. We still he's still my coach. I still meet with him. Um, a young guy, he's about thirty seven now. He's done about over six hundred property transactions, and my goodness, and yeah. that's when he started. So he took me from where I was, and he said, "Listen." Let's 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 make it a business. Sure. Let's make it a business. It was, it was it was like a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then we and we made it. And and I didn't know at the time that I was the first South African to go onto the the rich dad. You were the first South African. I was the first South African coaching student. Wow. Okay. And 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 they used to fly the American guys over and fly guys over from the UK. And then he was a South African, and I was the first student. And then they they wanted to put a South African team together, and we became I became part of the team, and I became the speaker mm-hmm. around South Africa and one of the coaches. And so this was about three four years ago, four years ago. All right. So now at that point, now you you pursuing your speaking uh, profession or, or skill? Yes. All right. And how's that been going? It's been going well. It's been going well. It started off with saying, "Listen, you've got some property experience. Just go out and share your share your 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 knowledge." And and that's how it started. Put a presentation together, went and started sharing property. Firstly, started how beginners can get into the property market, how to raise funds, how to source properties, how to negotiate deals, how to put power teams together. Um, and I started doing the the seminars for them. Sure. And and obviously it started off like anything. It starts off mm. a bit shaky. Mm. You know, anything that's new is 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 and and yeah. And then I started. And I'm still one of their speakers, still one of their coaches, still we still with them. You know what? What's the interesting thing is is that as I as you speak, I was coming to to studio, um, coming from my place. Yeah. And um, you know, yesterday I had a very productive meeting because um, I also have my own business ventures that I'm doing. Yes. And it, it's so it's so important to always rub yourself or rub your shoulders with people that have achieved. Mm. Quite extensively yeah. Compared to who you are Because yeah. you know the language When you speak to someone That has achieved a lot Even if they can say Look I'm not where I am But from where you're sitting And where you want to be yeah. You can see that Look there's actually Quite quite a distance That I need to run Yes And I was talking To this particular individual He's a good friend of mine And he was just Telling me his story In terms of You know where he started I mean he lost stuff And he had to pick himself mm. up you know, to the point that he got successful. Yeah. He got down again to the point that he had to move back home. Yes. You know, he said to me that, look, I had a conversation with my parents and my parents kept on uh, pushing me and say, look, go back. Mm. And he went back and then he managed to, you know, pull himself up to the point where he is today. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. I was just reflecting on, on, on the, on the whole conversation we're having in the car. Mm. Cause he's saying that, yo, bro, you know, I, I, I am very close to people and he's within the mining industry. Yeah. And he does some stuff there. And he says, you know, there's some people, guys that are 
well over their worth, about a hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> and for them again, they keep on saying that I'm not where I'm supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. And I was saying to myself as I was coming to studio and saying to myself that it's all about the mindset. Mm, mm, mm. And if your mindset is correct, yeah. And what I'm saying is a cliche, and we hear it a lot. Yeah. But it's a different it's a different thing when you actually experience something firsthand. You know, and, and I mean, you can even experience with the, some of the most little things that you are doing, some of the smallest achievements. It yeah. doesn't have to be something that maybe you're making a million. Yeah. It can be as small as the little achievements that you do because about all that the whole thing about dreaming is about setting yourself goals. Yeah. Whether it's monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals. Yeah. And you see it that if you shift your mind about something, there's a different outcome Yeah And most of the time It's a positive outcome When you have that positive mentality mm. And I was saying to myself that You know it's all about in the mind You have to let your mind to stretch Yeah You have to let your mind to dream big Yes And at the same time You have to have that Willingness To know that if you fall Don't be a sissy And cry And, yeah. and wanting to be Pampered around And all of that Yes, go to people for advice and all of that and, and ask, okay, what do I do from here? Because mm. it's all, it's all part of learning. And again, it's, it's always a thing whereby you don't have to think you know everything. Yes. It is that thing of realizing that there's people that are skilled and are, are, are good at what you're not good at. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's very little people that, that have that kind of thinking. Yeah. Why am I mentioning that is because you sharing your story. And you coming from a situation whereby you were deep into the drug addiction. Right. And, and, and a problem that even people that are successful still even have today. Mm. And unfortunately, as I said, it's something that I note, I note because a lot of young people do suffer from, from drugs. Yeah. And again, today it's still seen as a cool thing. Um, you know, they get entangled into the, into the drugs thing. And then, mm. you know, you find that maybe someone grew up in a, in a, a proper living home. Now, with your story, it's so unique because when I, when I, when I, when I listen to you and you mention the things that happened to your life, it's all about the mindset. Mm-hmm. And you kept on changing your mindset from one stage to the next, yeah. from one stage to the next, from one stage to the next until you are where you are where today you're actually an entrepreneur and you're owning as many estates as you are. Yeah. Now for a young person that is out there at home that is demotivated. Yeah. And they're probably into drugs or they caught up in drugs or whatever it is that is pulling them back. Mm, mm. What is it that you can say to them back home mm. as, as a form of inspiration, as a speaker as well? Because now you're not only an entrepreneur, you're a speaker and you, you, you stand in platforms and you empower young people and you empower mm. people to push to the limit. Yeah. Oh, to someone who's, who's, who's in drugs or down and out. So I would say. The first thing I would say is, look, for, 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 for me, I'm, I'm gonna talk with my experiences, right? Sometimes, sometimes it's good to be at a place where, where you're down and out. It's good to be there because if I wasn't at that, if everything was just okay, I was never gonna change. And that's a sad thing what, what I see with a lot of people. Their lives are just okay. And they never, they don't have the motivation to change because everything is okay. It's not, it's not great. It's not horrible. It's, it's okay. And so if, if for someone who's, who's actually down and out now, you're in a good place. 
that's a good place to be in right now because right now you can actually get up and say, listen, now I'm at this place. I can't go lower than this. The only way from here is up. Now, and for, for, and it's, it's challenging because for everyone, it's, it's a different thing, right? For some people, it might be, I don't know, depression, drugs, financial, whatever it is. But then whatever your challenge is, right? I would find someone, as you said, um, I would find someone who, who, who has come out of that to give me, and, and, and if that is not someone, I, I went to church personally. I went to church and I said, God, I need help. I've tried everything. And, and that's a good place to start. I would say that's a perfect place to start. Yeah. With whatever, whatever, whatever it is that, that you're going through at the moment. But whatever it is, it's a good place to be because now, now you can, you can, you can say, okay, this is where I am. And now I can start finding ways, reading books, um, going to church, finding people who are doing what you want to do successfully, as you say, We're hanging around positive people. Um, I always say that if you, if you are the most ambitious and successful person in your social circle, it's time to find new friends. Change your friends. And sometimes it's good to even to, to be alone and say, listen, let me, let me, let me withdraw from friends, from whatever it is. And let me just sit and think about my life for a while. Just, and just, and just be honest to myself. Look myself in the mirror and say, what is the problem? What is, why, what, why, why are you doing this? And, 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 and what do you think that, that, that you can do? And talking to yourself. <laughs> so I'm not sure if that is, if that is, um, but, but yeah, so, so that's what I would say. So if you are at a low place, it's a good place to be because now you, now you, now you can, you can, you can move up. Now you can move up. Now in terms of yourself, is there anything that you, you regret that has happened before that has pushed you to where you are today? In basically, what is it that you would have done differently to what you have experienced before? You know, they asked me this question once and, and I thought about it. And I thought, what would I have done different? I thought, shouldn't I have done that? Shouldn't I have done that? And then I thought, I wouldn't have done anything different. The, the, the experience, the failures, the mistakes, the sadness, the heartache, the whatever it was, was I had to go, because if I didn't go through that, I wasn't going to be here where I am now. And, and some of us have to go through these things because, because then we can come back and, and tell people that, listen, there's a way out of this. I wouldn't change anything, honestly. It wasn't, it wasn't nice. It wasn't, it wasn't fun. It started off fun though, mm-hmm. but it ended in, 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 in sadness. And, but I wouldn't change anything because I think all of that sadness, all of that drugs, all of the, all of the heartache has brought, has, has really molded me and made me the person that I, that I am today. All right, cool. Are you married? Um, yes, I'm married. Um, I've got a beautiful wife, Montez. Alright. Yeah, she's, we're expecting our first child. So, we're excited <laughs> about that. Congratulations. So yeah, I've been married for about a year, almost, I think in August will be two years. I don't know, you do the, the, the math the mass, there. Yeah. So I think it'll be two years. Yeah, so we're expecting our first baby. We, 
Yeah, it's man. It's exciting times. It's exciting times. Okay, that's really great. And again, it's it's something again that I ask that are oh, you married because um you know, the way that your life has changed from again the the rough experiences to putting yourself together and now you're an entrepreneur, you're a speaker, and now you have a family yeah. to look after and all of that. I mean, I always say that I'm not saying that maybe to the guys that are successful and they don't have families. Um, and are not married it's, it's, it's incomplete But I, I have this theory in my mind That you know When you have a family And you You know You con- you have that space And you have your business And stuff that you, you You're pursuing I think God would Bless you a lot Yeah You understand Because there's that sense of peace mm. Okay forget about everything That is You know Nitty gritty that isn't between that can you know uh, hard times which is part of everything. Yeah. But I think that when you get to a level whereby you're doing well in your business, you have a family, you're expecting a child, and you're excited. Yeah, I mean it's a beautiful thing to have in life. And again, in terms of let's talk about some of the stuff that you do in terms of your businesses. Okay, so um, what I what what I started off, I started off buying and selling properties. So I started off buying and selling a lot of flipping them. We call them flipping them. So I buy distressed properties. I buy them at auctions. I buy them low. I renovate them and I'll sell them on. And then I, what I also do is I've also got, um, I've also got houses where I've got the rooms. Where I cut the house up and I rent out the rooms. I've got buy two lets, which I buy flats. I'm actually busy with an exciting project right now where we're buying a building. Mm-hmm. And it's about, it's retail and nine units where we're converting it to about 30 units. Two sure. bedrooms, bachelor. So that's what I'm, that's one of the deals that I'm, yeah, with a couple, but that's the one, one of the, the, the more exciting ones that I'm busy with now. We'll be converting a building, inner city building to about 30 units. So it's about be bachelors, one bedrooms, two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. So that's quite exciting. But, and then what we've also done is, we've also created a platform because as an investor for the last five, the, the main challenges investors have is they, it's to find deals. Right? It's to find good, profitable investment properties. Now you can't always find that from estate agents because they're trying to get the most of it. You can't always find it on, on, on the other big property platforms. So, sure. so, so that is, that is some people even have money. The money is the easy part. You know, money, it's easier to find money than to find Deals Is it? Profitable deals I'm not talking about Just buying any house Okay Because buying any house Is not an investment Alright I'm talking about buying a, An investment property That's going to give you A return on your investment sure. And put some money in your pocket Sure Right yeah. It's not always easy doing that And so what we've done Is we've, we've created a platform Alright It's called Property Pick Where Where we, we We Motivated sellers Can come Now motivated seller Would be someone that is Financially distressed, their business is not doing well, uh, emigrating, can come and put their properties on our website and we'll connect them to investors. So on this website we'll have vacant land, we'll have, we'll have commercial property, we'll have industrial, we'll have residential properties, we'll, we're gonna have everything on this website. Alright? So where an investor can come in, get these properties, deal directly with the sellers. So this cuts out the estate agents as well. Deal directly with the sellers, get the property as a good price. Right on this website, we have power team members, which are your your professionals that you need around property. Your yeah. attorneys, your architects, your electricians, your plumbers, your they can come advertise their services on this prop on on this website. We also have offer to purchases, lease agreements, freehold, sectional title. So we basically created a one stop. Property shop For an investor To come get a property 
get the power team, get the documents, get advice, and we put that all together. All right. You know, it's interesting that you actually talk about property because we, we're at a phase in our country whereby, you know, let's get the land back. Mm, mm. And, you know, this whole property thing, I mean, it took us time as black people to actually enter into that space. Yeah. And we do know that it, it's got a very high white-dominated, um, you know, percentage in, in, as, as opposed to black people. Mm. What are some of the challenges that you faced of you going to the property business? And how did you overcome them? Look, with property... It's, it's you need to get out of your comfort zone. With property as an investor, what you need to do is you always need to find deals and you need to find money. And sometimes it's a lot of money. Alright. Um, I've just raised, I think it was yesterday, I've just raised like 1.4 million for a project that I'm busy with. So, so those are some of the things, but, but, but the, the, what most people want to get, they want to get into property, but they don't, they don't want to educate themselves on property. You understand? They want to take they want to take the short route. They want to buy a house, but they don't want to educate themselves on on property. And the challenges, you know, look, it's it's not easy. <laughs> and you know, it's it's funny that you say it's not easy because I mean, this property thing is like as long as you have money, you buy you buy a building, you renovate it, you get people into rent. I mean, you get your return back, and you just do that, you do that, you do that. I mean. Um, I, for me personally, I didn't think that there would be that much difficulty as long as you have the funds in your pocket. As long as you have the funds. But even if you have a hundred million, if you keep buying, you're gonna get to a point where, where that money runs out. How? If let's say, let's say you have, let, let's say you have 10 million, right? You buy, you buy 10 townhouses in Santon. Now how much do you have left now? You got nothing. Alright, now you've got the rentals coming in. So the, cha- the the challenges with property, what you need to educate yourself in is to, is to, 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 to buy properties that will pay you. To buy an asset. Something that will put money into it. Because a lot of people buy property and they think they're buying assets and they're buying liabilities. Because mm-hmm. then what happens is, let's say they get a bond, they can get two, three bonds. So they buy two, three properties, but the rental doesn't cover the bond. It doesn't cover the maintenance. It doesn't cover the management. doesn't cover the rates. And now they pay two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand to those properties every month. Now those assets are those liabilities. Mm. They just bought liabilities. It sounds good. I bought three, four houses, but you actually put yourself in a 100%. very uncomfortable position there. Yeah, this is exactly that I want, what I wanted to hear from your side because there's a lot of people that are not aware of the challenges that are involved within property. I mean, again, as I said, the thing that is just a matter of buying a building, but the expenses that are involved in it, I mean, the whatever that that is involved, I don't think people are very educated enough to actually um, know about these things. Yeah. What is it that other things, what are some of the things that maybe you can share from your side as a person in this business that might be that people don't actually hear a lot of? Okay. Firstly, if you want to, if someone wants to get into property, I would say, See where you are now. Alright? Where are you now? Are you employed? Are you, do you have your own business? Are you unemployed? Because anyone can get into it. It's not that you have to have a lot of money to get into it. You just need the right knowledge, the right skills, be in the right networks and be pushed in the right direction. So you need to find out where are you now. Okay. Um, if you've got a job. Okay. Well, how do you get paid? You get paid. What's your income? Can we go to the banks? No, we can't go to the bank. If you've got a business, you need to see 
Okay, how's your business doing? Do you have financials? All right. But I would say first see where you are and what do you want to get out of property? Do you want cash flow? Do you want to get into commercial? Do you want to get into industrial? Do you want to get into distress, buying and selling? So first see what your strategy is. So that's what we say. We call it SAP. It's strategy. What, what, what's your strategy? Am I going to flip properties? Am I going to have rooms where I rent out? Am I going to buy little flats? Am I going to go into commercial? Now we say, okay, where are you now? Okay, let's start with, let's say, buying little flats. Okay, now let's look for an area where that strategy works. Because to, let's say, let's say you want to you wanna get into to cash flow and you want to buy flats. You would probably not go to Santon. Because the prices are high and the rentals are not going to cover your, your, your expenses. So now we say, okay, where does that strategy work? In which area? Now we go look for an area where that strategy works. Once we have the area, now we go look for a property in that area. Does that make sense? I get you. So first we find out where you are, what your strategy is, what do you want to get out of property? Because in property, you can go, you can go a million ways. Yeah. Right, you can go Airbnb, you can go um, buy to lets, you can go flips, you can go commercial, you can go industrial, you can go into developments, and I think where now we look for the property. But where where we start is depending on your finances and your experience. There's a triangle. Now, at the bottom of the triangle is where beginners start with safe, the base. That's where you'll get you into your buy to lets. And then you'll go up into your HMOs and your flips, which is buying and selling. And then as your experience grows, you move up towards the commercial, towards the industrial, towards the developments. Because the, as you go upper, the returns get bigger, but the risk is also higher. All right. Now, I'm a person that wants to get into property and I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I should go to the bank and lend some money hmm. so that I can buy that property. Um, you know, and see, uh, over time, whatever money that I make from there, I pay off the bank and hopefully I make a little bit of money for myself yeah. in the midst of everything. Once I've dealt with all the, the monies that I have to pay off mm. or, um, I'm a person where I'm thinking, okay, let me try and approach the business, um, route where I ask for investors, people invest their money or I managed to gather together maybe a couple of partners we put together money and we just buy property yeah now in terms of those two routes which one is the most um less risky and which one is the most risky and what are the challenges between the two ways and can the both ways work and which one is more preferable look both ways can work both ways can work if if you don't have payslip banks love payslips they love pay slips or your business has to have financials. I think it's 24 months financials. So, sure. so it's not, it's not that the banks don't want to give you money. The banks just want you to be more professional. A lot of people are, are negative of the banks. The banks don't want to give us money. No, the bank just wants you to be more professional. So you need to understand what they want. Once you understand what the banks want, you set yourself up according to what they want. Sure. Now, if you get pay slips, you can go to the bank and get a couple of bonds. You just need to make sure that the properties you are buying will be able to cover your expensive and pay back the banks. And the bank will work, work on affordability. Yeah. Right. So, so after a while, your affordability runs out. Now, if you go to investors, you also need to be professional because they want to know who you are, what have you done, 
What do you want my money for? And how are you going to get it back to me? Now, if you can give them that answer, then, and that, and, and you don't need many of those people. You need one guy with a bit of bucks and you can recycle that money into every deal, put it in and take it out. All right, cool. So, so, so both, both, both work. I, I use, I use investors and then I go to the banks every now and again and then I go to investors and I go to the banks. So, so I use both. But obviously with this, you need to educate yourself. You need to get on a course. You need to get around people who are doing it, put together a, for an investment proposal. And so, but both work. All right, cool. And now in terms of your business, where do you see yourself, um, or you see your business, um, at in the next five years? Look, in the next five years, the property pick, we are looking to have a million subscribers on property pick. All right. Um, that's the, that's the one business, which that is where we're going to f- put all our focus on now. All right. Is to get it to a million subscribers. These are now power team members, investors, guys that are loading their properties on there. We want to take it, we want to take it international, starting going up Africa, Namibia. Um, look up Kenya Start going up to Africa And then look at the UK After that Take it international So that's where we're going to Take that business So we're really going to Push the property pick business So that's going to be That's exciting So if you want to be an investor You want to get some Some below And you want to save yourself time Alright The site just went live This week So we're loading all the properties On there We've got a few power team members On there Go check it out And that's where you can You can You can come and find good deals And deal directly with sellers On there Yeah And then from the property side Which So the business are the, the investment side Sure Where you Just some advice Where you want to get with properties You You want Your property portfolio To start to, 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 to equal and exceed your basic living expenses. The income. Now that's when you're financially free. Is when the income from your, from your, from your properties, um, equal and exceed your, your basic living expenses. So for someone, that's where you want to be. Where I'm going was now I'm focusing on buying these big inner city buildings now. So we're starting now with, the, I bought a lot of houses, but now moving up to the buildings where we, where we're doing this 30 units. And that's why I'm going to start buying them about two, three a year. Um, so for the next five years, probably get it to about 100 million. Sure. Probably. Look, man, uh, it's, it's so inspiring to see a young black South African, um, doing so well. Um, especially these volatile situations. And I, and there was someone that was saying the other day that, if you're a person that is always negative, especially with the things that are being said about our country, that actually demotivates you to think that there's actually possibilities and there's room for improvement and to achieve, um, you will not achieve anything. Yeah, that's true. But there are people out there that have positive minds and are taking those opportunities and gaps and capitalizing on them. And it's actually working out whereby people are being so successful. There is so much that is in this country that people are not aware of. And I think... It is sad that it gets blurred or mystified by the political mm. tensions and situation that we see on television or we hear on radio. Yeah. But I think that um, if you are an entrepreneur and realizing that you are being tossed in a land full of wolves and lions and all of that, and you need to fight for your spot. Mm. That is why it's, it's so nice to learn from nature and how nature works. Yeah. And there's so many lessons that as human beings we can take from them. And, and apply them into other our careers, our situations in life, 
and whatever the case is. And it's so beautiful to hear your story and sharing it on, on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. Yeah. And it's been such a pleasure. We're actually reaching the end of the show. And it's been such a pleasure. It's been very quick. We actually it's call it... Yeah, time flies on you. Eh? We normally say this is the <laughs> shortest hour of the week. Yeah. And yeah, man, it's, it's always exciting. And I think, thank you so much for sharing, sharing your experience, especially for the part where you talked, you talked about your drug addiction, um, phase of your life. Yeah. And it makes it more inspiring because I know that we hear a lot of drug addiction stories and all of that and whatnot, but it's always nice to be refreshed and to re- be reminded that there's people that have actually conquered this thing and it's possible. And to those people that are listening on the show from back home and again from the offices, from their phones, wherever they are, um, and they know, maybe they know friends, they know family members, it is very possible. And I don't know, maybe you want to share what it is that that person can do to actually try and, and overcome their drug addiction problem. Because I think it's within my heart that I, I really feel like we should share this mm-hmm. on, on this platform. You know, with addictions, people say just stop. That's why it's an addiction. You can't just stop. Now for, and, 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 and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming against rehabs, but they say that you've got, you need to confess that you are an addict. And now, now the challenge I had with that is if you keep on saying you're an addict, what do you, what happens? You stay an addict. So my thing is you need to, you need to honestly, truly, you need to get delivered from this. It's something, it's a, something, it's, it's actually a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. You need to get delivered. So for me, I would say, if you want to get, and this, this is what worked for me. I went to rehab. I've tried to stay at home. I bought an Xbox to play games and thought I was going to do that. I made a decision. I said, listen, I'm going to go to church and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to ask God to help me in this. Yeah. I would say that find a good church that teaches the Bible. All right. And go and speak to someone that can pray with you and 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 a church that can support you through this. All right, cool. Just last words, anything that you have where where can people get you? Um check our website on www.propertypick.co.za. So this is a website for investors, for power team members if you want to a- advertise your services on there, if you want to find good deals, if you want to get OTPs, um Lease agreements on there. Go check out the website and subscribe to the website. Um, in the next two days, we're loading, a, we're loading quite a lot of good investment property deals on there. Um, you can also catch me on Facebook, Leroy Slava, and Twitter, Leroy Slava. And yes, send me a message. Check out the website. And looking forward to hearing, to hearing from you. All right. Thank you so much for joining the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. You're a certified hustler. And we thank you. Thank you so much for your time and honoring uh, the invite to come to the show. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Appreciate it for having me. All right. Cool. So to everyone back home, thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're on, on online, whether you're on the phone. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. Uh, we are here with you every single um Every single uh, Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. on the Unplugged Radio Charles Radio Show. You can hashtag us at um, Unplugged Radio Show on social media. And you can tag me at Smokuzi. Yes, this is me signing out. Cliffcentral.com.